I want that uh, Jim Harbaugh cut, head coach of Michigan football. I'm a big college football fan. So is Joy Taylor, like her brother Jason, Hall of Famer, Miami Dolphins, played football at Akron University. And uh, Harbaugh, my sister, went to Michigan when Jim Harbaugh was the quarterback, Lizzie, and now he's the coach. And he says, let the unborn be born. Jim Harbaugh at Michigan getting involved in the Roe versus Wade discussion. Anyway, let me take it back to uh, last Friday. I had the honor of uh, being one of the speakers and um, people at the 13th annual Night of Heroes at the Wall of Remembrance. My buddy Sal built that thing 20 years ago at Maimonides Ballpark in Brooklyn, the home of the Cyclones. And uh, really, Peter King was the big celeb there. But they, they invite me to most of these things, too. Every year, September 10th, I'm there as well. And they honored a whole bunch of folks, the Haskell family, who loves Peter. Uh, the Fossil family was there, the late great giant football coach, Jim. He's gone. But, of course, his son, John, who worked for the Dallas Cowboys, his daughter, Jana, they were all there. Uh, we honored Michael Davidson that night, the firefighter killed on that movie set in Harlem back in 2018. Tommy Palumbo was there. His father, Frank, uh, died, uh, was killed back on uh, 9-11. It was just an amazing night. My son spent most of the early hours with me at the ceremony with Peter King and his lovely security detail, Melissa Zim. And then Peter and Melissa joined me, my beautiful wife, Danielle, Ava and Gabriel, for dinner at Legendary's Gargiulo's Restaurant. Uh, the, whole, the whole brother combination, Louie and Anthony, right across the street from the ballpark. It was one of the great days and nights in my six-year stay in New York. And I mean that. I've done a lot of really cool stuff. But this specifically, because we love Peter. My family loves him. I love him. So here he is, his weekly spot, 840 every Wednesday. Always does a tremendous job. And the best politician ever in New York, Congressman, along with Giuliani, too. Congressman Peter King. Good morning, Peter. How are you, pal? I said, I'm doing great. And, you know, thanks for talking about Friday night. That was just a great New York thing. I'm being there in, in, in Brooklyn with all those 9-11 families. And, uh, you, know, that, you know, that was real America. And certainly you know, from Chief where I live, having the Haskell family there, Fossil's family there. But so many of them have brought back, you know, really so many memories of 9-11, seeing, you know, the widows, the children, the grandchildren of those, you know, brave people who died on, on 9-11. Remember it's down there. It was beautiful. And then to top it off, going over to Gargiulo's, with your family. I mean, uh, Danielle, Ava, Gabriel, just great to be with. I don't know how they put up with you, but it was uh, – no, actually, you were like uh, the godfather just sitting in the, in the corner of the table. Uh, you got jewelers. Everybody's coming over and paying homage to you. It was just great. Though. You know, that, 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 that to me is the ultimate in New York, brave firefighters, brave cops, and then being in a, such a traditional restaurant like Gajulo's. It's a great, great evening. Your stories are great. Really, it was just a – yeah, I, I could have done it all night. I don't know if your family could have put up with No, they no, they could have. All those stories. They loved you. You were hilarious. You had great stories. Your career. I never knew a lot of the stuff you talked about. Melissa is just hysterical. I mean, my God, she's got great stories. And and we were sitting opposite the table where John Gotti actually sat the night that Gotti and Gravano had Castellano executed, and he took over the, the, the head as the mob family. People don't know this, but they actually had the dinner that night at Gargiulo's when Gotti announced to all the, the families, I'm now in charge. And it was literally directly across from the table where you and I sat. So a lot of history. It was a great night. Firefighters and cops, first responders. Something, Peter King, you have done your whole career. It is worth mentioning. And I know John Stewart helped you and others. That the reason why a lot of these families will get money for almost a hundred years after nine eleven is because of the work that you put in. I don't think enough is said about that. Another great thing, Peter, you did for New York. 
Well, thank you, Sid. No, if anyone deserved it, it was the men and women of 9-11. John Stewart was a great help. There's no doubt about it. He put his heart and soul into it. He was totally nonpartisan in doing it. And he really, you know, we got it down to the five-yard line, and he's the guy who really got it over by putting a lot of pressure <laughs> and also by shaming people, especially some of these people from other parts of the country who think New York is like another world. And they didn't, uh, to them, you know, this was ancient history. But it's not for people who were there on 9-11 in the days, weeks, and months afterwards working down. Uh, it's it's never going to end because the illnesses keep coming. I don't know how many people to this day I, I uh, run into. And, you know, they get their yield physical, which is part of the program. We have anyone who was in that area, worked down there, or even lived uh, down there. They, they get annual physicals. They get checked. And people who thought they were in perfect health suddenly it finds out. They find out they have a 9-11 related illness and they have doctors to Many doctors wouldn't uh, wouldn't spot some of these illnesses early on. These are skilled and trained to spot 9/11 illnesses, so it's great. It's really it's a great program. And despite all the people saying it was going to be corrupt, it was going to be this. I tell you, there's been absolutely no discrepancy at all. This is just providing great health care for those who need it, and also we go beyond that. The families, the benefits that they need, that they lost because their husband or wife was killed in the prime of life in the line of duty. Peter, uh, my theme for today's show has been too little, too late, whether it's Eric Adams figuring out the immigrant issue, illegal immigrant issue here in New York City, or certainly the Jose Alba. They dropped the charges yesterday, as I mentioned, 10 times today. It took me and Bernie three minutes, three minutes to figure out this guy was acting in self-defense. For some reason, it took Alvin Bragg three weeks. And something tells me that Alvin Bragg was really upset that he had to turn this guy loose and drop the charges yesterday. That's just my opinion. So I'm not about to congratulate Alvin Bragg today for doing something he should have done three weeks ago. But uh, what are your thoughts on the Jose Alba situation? To me, this was uh, a, a total disgrace by the district attorney's office. You're right. It should have taken him three minutes, not not three weeks. Here's a guy who is literally fighting for his life, defending himself, and he gets indicted for murder. I mean, this is uh, – and then as, as he's defending himself, there's a woman there, the girlfriend of the guy, is stabbing him. And not, no charges are brought against him. So he can't take his island. His wounds are untreated. He's charged with murder. I mean, think of this person defending himself, a poor, innocent guy sitting there who's like – you know, the other guy, you know, Salem, was twice as big as he was. Uh, Alva was twice as old as that guy was. And, uh, I mean, thank life was there. Otherwise, he'd be dead, say, or seriously injured, uh, seriously wounded, uh, you know, permanently damaged. No, uh, the fact that Bragg even gave this a thought of charging him with murder is absolutely beyond me. But it shows what's really wrong with the system. It used to be, you know, you talk to former police commissioners, and they say, how bad it got. At least you know the attorney was on your side. You knew the city council was going to give you the money that you needed. You knew the state legislature was either going to stay out of it or give you the funds when they needed. Now, everyone is against the cops. Yeah. They really are. And that's why it's such a tough fight. By the way, you mentioned about uh, Melissa being hysterical. Oh, God. The fact that she, no, she was a 22-year-old veteran of the uh, National Police. She was a detective. And that's where I first met her. She was on my security detail. And that's why I, uh, I use it now. She does a great job. And uh, anyway, I just want to put that out there. That besides being She's also totally professional, and she could take somebody down in a second if she had to. Oh, my God. Oh, no question. I wouldn't mess with her. No, you cra- First of all, she's she's a little bots, which is Italian for crazy. Uh, but I guess you have to be in that position, right? I mean, the truth is, if God forbid, I mean, God forbid somebody wanted to hurt Peter King and somebody sent uh, a bullet your way, Melissa's job is basically to jump in front of that bullet and take it for you. And I have to tell you, and I've only met her twice, 
Uh, there is no doubt in my mind she would take that bullet for you in a second. Oh, she's tough. Her husband is tough. He's detectable. So it's a strong family. They really are. Solid. You know, that's what cops are all about. That's right. And, and that's why, you know, Bragg and these people, uh, no applause today. I mean, I keep saying that I really believe in his heart of hearts. He wasn't happy about doing this yesterday. Do you think uh, I just don't like him and I'm exaggerating? Or do you think that that really is the case? And he just, there was just too much political pressure to get this done before November. Yeah, and he probably realized that he had to do it, that he was really, he couldn't have Right. It's hard was not in that. What it's hard is in when he lets some violent guy out in the street and, uh, you know, he either gives him a suspended sentence or there's no bail. Like in this case, they asked for a half a million dollars bail. <laughs> and, uh, a half a million dollars. Meanwhile, other guys are in and out. It's like a, a revolving door yeah. going in and out of uh, bail in a station house. No, Bragg's heart and soul is in uh, defending uh, criminals. Always better for the doubt to the uh, criminal. And somehow, from that school that believes that the cops are always wrong, are usually always wrong, and the bad guys are just, even if they did happen to commit a crime, they're really not so bad. It's because of the way they were brought up. It's the environment. It's because of police brutality. It's because of racism. All of these, all these excuses. And the bottom line, the people who are hurt the most by this are the people living in those communities that people like Bragg feel you know, that they're defending. It's the poor, innocent people who are trying to raise their kids in a tough neighborhood and in the middle of all that, they uh, you, have, you brag letting bad guys loose in, into the street. And as a result of that, you have more and more people being innocent people. Innocent people in minority neighborhoods are the biggest victims of people like Alvin Bragg. Congressman Peter King, always fantastic on a Wednesday morning at 840, joining us again. So that was my first uh, too little, too late example, Alvin Bragg. My other is Eric Adams. I guess he just figured out the illegal immigrant problem here in the United States. But now it's it's hurting him here in New York. City shelters are overrun. Too many immigrants coming in, whether it's Westchester, Stewart Airport. And he finally comes out yesterday. He wasn't angry, very tepid response. He wants money from the federal government. But uh, too little, too late, because these folks are already here, because people like Eric Adams have a D before their name, and they're okay with these progressive policies, which are ruining our cities. Eric Adams, wake up. It's been going on for a long time. Yeah, I mean, somehow, you know, they thought it was humane to be letting people in across the border. How can you keep these poor people out? Listen, we'd like to help everybody in the world if we could. But the reality is that you have to maintain a sense of order. You can't have people flowing across the border, especially when you have a lot of criminals, drug addicts coming in with them, uh, uh, drug peddlers, human traffickers. It's a dangerous world, and you have to have secure borders, and you have to be in a a position where you can afford to take care of those people that are coming in. Right now, we have our own problems, and we have to know who's here in this city. Listen, I can tell you, unfortunately, we've not had a terrorist attack in a while. But it can happen tomorrow. It can happen next week. They, they come in across the border. Al-Qaeda, ISIS, all of them still want to take out New York City. And that's just one added thing. Then you have the neighborhoods being overloaded with people that we can't take people who, in, many, in too many cases, do resort to crime. You have to know who's here. Listen, we're a nation of immigrants. All of us, certainly my grandparents were immigrants. I grew up with, you know, with many immigrants. But you have to do it in a lawful way because you want to maintain order. You want to maintain you know, legitimate services to the people that, that are here, honestly. So, no, Adam, catching on. Uh, listen, it's, I guess it's never too late, but it's close to being too late right now. <laughs> A 10-minute conversation here with Peter King. We've discussed everything from 9-11, firefighters, Eric Adams, all these uh, serious topics. But I must talk about this. I must talk about this. At this event last Friday night, there were four ceremonial first pitches. One, John Fossil. Listen, I got to go. I got to go. I'm gonna... <laughs> 
Ah, no, it's going to be good. One John Fossil, the uh, son of uh, the late great giant coach Jim Fossil. By the way, he works for the Dallas Cowboys now. He threw a perfect strike. One was the Haskell family. It may have been Kenny. And uh, he threw a pretty good pitch. It was pitch. Kenny, yeah. It was Kenny. Uh, my son, Gabriel, was bestowed the honor. Thank you very much for that. And his pitch was even better than he thought. And then Peter King. And I have, to, and I mean this now because I love you. You threw a great pitch. Well, thank you, Sid. It's, uh, I tell you, there's more pressure doing that <laughs> than there is on taking on the Hall of Congress. You know, everyone, <laughs> everyone understands wants a politician to screw it up. They really do. Right. And, you know, you could throw it in front of the mound. But then guys like you will be on the air the next day attacking me, you know. For, so I, I do it for the rubber. And when you haven't done it in a while, you don't know how high up you are. Yeah. Uh, when you're a kid, you can do that in your sleep. Yes. But when you get older and you haven't thrown in a while, there's a lot of pressure. But, you know, I withstood the pressure because I knew that uh, you were there sit to but- have my back. <laughs> no, I was watching you, and you did great. I got to tell you, I threw out a first pitch on a major league game, the Marlins and the Angels, down in Miami at their stadium back, I don't know, 10 years ago. And I was scared to death. I mean, I could talk in yeah. front of a million people. You saw me speak in front of the crowd in Brooklyn Friday night. I you wasn't even a bit photo. nervous. You did a great job as the MC. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Well, listen, you're great. My family sincerely loves you, Danielle, Ava, Gabriel. I've always loved you. And uh, you were great. Great job Friday night. Great job here today. Enjoy the rest of your week. And thank you for being who you are, Peter. You're a special guy. Thank you. So do me one favor. You tell John Cashman what a great job I did pitching. Maybe the Ferry Hawks will give me a contract. Have you a good middle reliever? Uh, Listen, I hate to tell you, if you check that record lately, it's not out of the question. You're the best. You're the best. There he is, folks, the great congressman, Peter King. And uh, he's looking for a job with the Ferry Hawks. We can make that happen. Hey, by the way, we're giving away something very cool before the July 30th Ferry Hawk game. I'll have more of that next hour, along with Beat Sid and Colin Coward's sidekick, the very lovely Joy Taylor. A great hour still to come. Three hours in the books, the Wednesday edition of Bernie and Sid. If you had an accident, trust Gabu Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabu Law has recovered millions for their clients, and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabu Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O-Law.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.